Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kevin Kaufman, your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Podcast, the podcast where we bring you weekly business tips and tricks, as well as in-depth interviews with leading minds in real estate and entrepreneurship to help you take your business to the next level. Hey, Next Level listeners, this is your host, Kevin Kaufman, and we're coming at you again with another special episode a behind-the-scenes look. I got so much good feedback from the last time we did this that I decided to do it again. We have got a behind-the-scenes sneak peek listening to the Growth Summit, which is a class or a coaching call, if you will, that my business partner Fred and I do via Zoom every week for our agents on our team. Uh, And we thought you would like this one. This week's episode is about the single most important activity in real estate. And that is appointments. I think you're going to like this one. So listen in. Let us know what you think. Please, we love the feedback. Keep sending in it. Uh, Review us. Give us the star rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And we appreciate you so much. Now, uh, buckle up for today's episode. Hey, guys. I want to take a minute here to make sure you know all about the event Next Level Agents Live, April 25th and 26th, 2019 in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is a two-day event brought to you by myself, Fred Weaver, and our business partner, Cody Gibson, in the Next Level Agents Facebook group. Now, this is going to be the best real estate event of the year, hands down, guaranteed, or your money back. We will be bringing experts from all sorts of different niches in real estate, leadership speakers, etc. You wouldn't even believe the cost. To go get all of the details and to register now, you can do that at nlalive.com. That's nlalive.com. Dot com to register. We'll see you April 25th and 26th, 2019 in Las Vegas, Nevada for NLA Live 2019. See you there. Register now. All right. Today we're going to talk about this problem we have as real estate agents. I don't know about you, Kevin, but I have predictable bills. Oh, yeah. What could predict well, my bills too? Now, some months I spend more than others, but every month, guess what shows up on my doorstep? There's a certain bill that shows up every month. Right. There's auto debits to my account. There's bills that show up in my mail, still old school. There's emails that I get with invoices. I have credit card payments, etc. Right. And as a real estate agent, I need to combat that with some predictable income. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the things you and I've talked about so many times because we've we've interviewed with so many agents throughout the years. And even agents who are experienced, this is not just a newer agent phenomena, they wonder how is it that I can get my income so it's steady, so I know what will come in every single month, because that's a challenge for a lot of folks, especially if you've had another job, right? Most people in real estate didn't come into real estate right out of college. Now, some did, but most didn't. And so they've had a steady paycheck, whether it be every week or every other week or, or you know, whatever that case is. And they get to real estate and we only get paid when we perform. And not just when we perform, but when other people perform after we've performed. And that can be scary to a lot of people. Correct. Well, you've often said before that we wake up every day unemployed. Right. Right. And, and which means that uh, we wake up every day having the need to go get hired by somebody. And so a yep. couple of years ago, you and I came to this sort of aha moment. Uh, we're slow. So many people before us had told us we should be doing this, right? And some of you are slow too. We've been telling some of you for this for years. Some of you, this will be the first time you've heard it. That's okay. But the, the, the aha moment we came to was... Well, if I want to have a predictable amount of closings every single month to provide a predictable amount of income to pay my predictable bills, 
then I need to be setting a predictable amount of appointments. And I need a way by which I can track my appointments to ensure that my appointments that I'm setting and holding and signing on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis are then creating that predictable income I need to pay my predictable bills. Right. And it, really that came from a place of, um, like, how, what do I need to do? Like we know that holding an appointment is the first key to getting hired, right? Yeah. And a lot of, you could argue over a lot of different things, right? It doesn't have to be appointments. For Fred and I, it's definitely appointments. It's something we've believed in for a long time. For others, it may be number of phone calls or, or conversations they have each day. Mm -hmm. But for us, it's appointments because I know how to get to the appointment. I know how many calls I need to make and how many people I need to reach out to, which is as many as it takes to get to my appointment number, right? Well, I mean, that, that can sort of... That's just simple. It's just, I, I got to do it till I do it, right? Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. that can sort of be the problem if you're, a, if you're a call tracker, like you want to be the one that tracks number of contacts. You can go home at the end of the day or week being really excited about all the contacts you made. But if your scripts and dialogues never led to appointments and then those appointments, scripts, and dialogues never led to anybody hiring you as a client and signing on matter. the dotted line, then it doesn't really matter how yeah. many people you talk to. Now, don't get me wrong. You still need to talk to people to set appointments, but that's why you and I chose appointments and said, you know what? We're going to hang our hat on appointments. Appointments is the thing that we're going to diligently track every single day. We're going to log an appointment. Every single week, we're going to look up and ask ourselves, how many appointments did I set and hold and sign? And then every single month, we're going to reflect back and ask the same question. And, and I guess maybe the story I've told myself about that is that at the time when we started doing this, which was the the uh, end of 2013, excuse me, end of 2012, very early 2013, mm -hmm. the story that I was telling myself was I can get appointments. I know how to ask for the appointment and get it. Mm -hmm. My scripts were great to that point. Mm -hmm. What I what I have, was having a hard time doing though was then once I held the appointment, getting them to hire me to list their home. Right. Unless it was a short sale, right? And in that, in that case, that time, that was very, uh, very few and far between like now. And so I just went, okay, I can get an appointment. I feel totally comfortable getting an appointment. Where I don't feel comfortable is everything else after that to predict the number of closings I need. Yep. And so we just said, okay, appointment's the number, right? That's the story I've told myself all these years. Uh, whatever the case is, it's appointments, and then we know how to get to closings from there. Correct. Uh, and so that's that's how I landed on that. I, just for for that sake. Um, yeah. So so back in the day, we literally took I think it was a Google Sheet, or it might have started as an Excel spreadsheet that eventually merged into a Google Sheet. But we took fancy. this little spreadsheet, right? And all we I mean, it was not fancy at all. Like we're being funny about that, right? And we just every single time we talked to somebody that said, "Yeah, come over to my house and meet with me," or "Yes, I'd like to come down to your office for a buyer consultation," we wrote their name on a piece of paper. We wrote whether they were a buyer or seller. We wrote the date of the appointment. And then the we had source. a, we, and then what's that? Where they came from. And where they came from, right? Like, so we remembered like, oh, that came from this particular source. That was a referral. And then I think we also had a, a little column there that was just for like, did they actually sign with us or not? Like it was that simple. It was like name, you know, buyer, seller, lead source. Did they sign with us? What day's the appointment? Yep. But here, here's what that did for me. I knew that I wasn't amazing at the listing appointment or the listing consultation at that time in my career. Mm -hmm. I knew that I wasn't great at it unless we were talking about a short sale. And again, we mostly weren't talking about short sales. And so what that allowed me to do was to not just guess and not just feel, but actually see that I was terrible. Yep. Like I would go to an appointment and I would, all the feelings were there. I feel good, I built rapport, blah, blah, blah. They liked me, I spent an hour and a half in their house. 
two hours in the house, but I could see that I wasn't listing enough homes to get the results I wanted. So what that caused me to do is I went, okay, well, I'm clearly having an easy time getting appointments, yeah. but what I'm having a hard time doing is getting the listing. So that tells me that my scripts there are wrong, right? Correct. So that was when I realized like, oh my gosh, this little spreadsheet is teaching me something. Yes. It's, it's teaching me where I'm, where I need more, the most improvement currently. Right. Well, it's also teaching me if it's blank, <laughs> yeah. right now, th then, then my problem is that I actually am not getting anywhere near a predictable income, right? right. Again, many of you listening, watching right now are, are you're, 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 dealing with this thing, which is like, I'm not making enough money in real estate. How do I know that? Because that's like 70% of real estate agents it's not, more. not making enough money in real estate or not making what you would like to be making in real estate, right? Yeah, it might be 80%, it might be 90, but my point is that the majority of people out there are not making the amount of money they would like to make in real estate. In fact, we're not right now. I'd like to be making more in my real estate sales career. So we're gonna teach the foundational tool today that helped you and I make our business more predictable. And that tool was what we eventually started calling the pipeline report, yep. which was essentially an appointment tracker. It's where I'm gonna put down all of the appointments that I'm setting and I'm gonna so write down the source. Not just holding, gonna, but setting. Everything I'm setting, right? Because here's the key that I figured out. Over time, Kevin, what we learned is that people are gonna no-show some of those appointments. Right. Some of them are not gonna show up. Yep. Some are gonna reschedule. They're gonna reschedule multiple times, whatever. Many are gonna be held. Some are gonna be signed. Meaning that some I'm never gonna get in front of because they'll cancel on me before they ever get or they'll no-show the appointment. Some will keep rescheduling me and I may meet with them in six months or a year. Right. Others will show up and they'll hire me as their real estate agent to buy or sell a home. And others will show up and they won't be ready to do that. And now they're just not yet. I, I may be able to go get them later or I may have lost them, right? But those analytics, if you will, that data begins to start creating a very predictable business for you. Right, and here's the deal: if you're if you're disappointed, or if you're sad, or if you don't want to do this particular activity because it's kind of like not fun to look at a spreadsheet with no names, it's not. That then that should be the fire that gets you lit up to go. You know what? F it. I'm freaking pissed off that I'm not making more money in real estate right now, and I'm gonna continue to go at this until I start setting more appointments. I'm gonna set terrible appointments. I'm gonna go to open houses, and when people walk through unrepresented, I'm gonna ask them to do a buyer consultation on the spot. I'm gonna do something differently to get more appointments on my calendar, because whatever I'm currently doing right now is not working. So if that's where you're at, you just don't have any appointments to put on that particular spreadsheet, and that's why you don't like doing this, then you need to really ask yourself, are you actually a real estate agent? And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be mean right now, but that's a question that we had to ask ourselves many many years ago. We look and we're like, we don't have any appointments right now. Like, should we be well, staying? Okay, in this? so so anybody listening to this doesn't believe that. No. Anybody watching or listening to this doesn't. They believe think it. I'm making up they the story. They that you don't and understand I thought that you and I real estate actually years ago talked yeah. about no longer selling real estate. We're trying to come up with something else to do because I didn't have any appointments. Because yeah, and it wasn't fun. We, no. weren't, we weren't enjoying the process in the moment. Like, now, what we learned to do was we realized, you know what? No, this is, this is what we're committed to. This is what we're going to do. And whether or not we love real estate, we have something here. We have a skill. We have a license. Mm -hmm. We have a database of people to call. We're going we're gonna to get through this. But yes, there really was a time when, no, we did not enjoy it, right? It was no fun. Probably a six-month stretch there down. where I felt like one of us every other day was convincing the other one to that not we should quit get out of real estate. estate. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Or trying to convince the other one to, to, to leave yeah. with them, one or the other, depending yeah. upon we, the day. We always joked, it was like, is, 
we can't both have a bad day at the same time. No, if we both wanted to quit, one of us had to leave the office because we actually might have quit that day. Yeah, but, and some of you feel that way, okay? And I get it, and yet we fall into this trap. This, when I say we, I mean every human being on the planet, okay? So I, I'm gonna say it's, if you're listening to this, it's you too, and it's not just me. But yet what we happen to do is like, we just wanna hold on to the way we're doing things and just assume that it's something else as to why I'm not being successful. Well, my team doesn't make it so I can be successful. The leads aren't good enough. The phone dialer is not fast enough. My internet connection is not good enough. Um, nobody says yes, nobody holds their, keeps their appointments with me. Rather than just going, what can I control? Which is me, mm -hmm. what can I do? I can do something different than what I'm currently doing. And so instead of just sitting at home or sitting in your cubicle or your office or wherever it is that you work from and just continuing to do the same thing every day, hoping that the results will change, go, hold on a second, let's look at this data. This is the whole point of doing this spreadsheet or doing this pipeline report is to give you a mirror mm -hmm. to go, I don't like these results. These results, quite frankly, they fucking suck. Like, and just not accept that and go, I'm gonna do something different. And if you don't know what differently to do, just ask anybody around you. Somebody can tell you, call, text me and ask me and I'll tell you one thing minimum that you can do different because we could all be doing something different. And so if you don't like it, you go, you know what? First of all, you probably don't have a pipeline report, okay? Right. Or a tracking sheet as we'll call it. Now, Fred and I built one, you guys might notice here for the group 4610 agents, we actually have one built in for you into the app, right? You know that. Our appointment tracker. Because if you've ever held, handed off a contract, you know that you have to have entered it in first as an appointment. However, what I happen to know, because I see everybody's numbers, is that most of you tend to only hand off your appointment information after you've done a contract, right? Rather than finding out the magic that you can really learn yes. from the feedback of your actual results of filling out that appointment tracker and that pipeline report prior to actually every single day as you set appointments and then as you hold appointments and setting the results. And that way when you go on five listing appointments in a row where you get rejected and told, no, you're a moron, Ed's a better listing agent than you are, at least then you've got some feedback or a mirror to go, cool, I gotta get better at that thing right there. Yep. Right. Yep. But most of us just wanna stay comfortable and comfortable is broke. Comfortable will have you out of this business in no time. Well, I would argue that most of us actually wanna close two or three houses a month. Like, I actually think that's what we all want. Now, the problem is that we're not getting it done. Like, if I asked how many of you wanna close two or three houses a month, most of you would raise your hands. Now, if I told you the metrics to closing two or three houses in roughly three or four months from today is to set 10 appointments this month, now the question becomes, are you willing to go out and set 10 appointments this month? If you raised your hand and said, yes, I wanna close two or three houses four months from today, then what you need to do according to the metrics that you and I have gathered over the years is you likely need to go out and set 10 appointments. Now, some of you might get, get it done with five set appointments. Some of you it might take 15 because your scripts are still needing a lot of work and you're pretty terrible like Kevin and I were back in the day. But what we learned from a pretty decent size average or a little bit above average producing real estate group a couple of years ago is that roughly for every 10 appointments you set, you can count on two to three closings coming out of those 10 appointments in under 12 months. Yeah, So, but here's the deal though. Some of you just stopped listening when Fred said in three to four months. And you're thinking, especially yeah. if you've and then been I changed it to and I said 12, because the reality is some yeah. of those will close in three or four, but one of those or one and a half of those might close in eight or 12. The majority is later on down the road, mm -hmm. right? And so some of you went, well, yeah, but I've done that. And I didn't close two or three deals 
three months later and four months later and it did everything you said for that month. But the problem is, is then you stop doing it because you stopped believing it because you didn't see the results. Mm -hmm. You didn't actually trust the process. You don't trust us. You don't trust yourself in the process. And so you let yourself get distracted by all the shiny shit in real estate instead of just going, no, actually what those numbers say that we found over a literally a couple thousand appointment sample size, what we found was set 10 appointments, seven of them actually show up, five of them actually hire you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they sign a buyer broker, they sign a listing agreement. And then what you've got is you've got two to three of those actually close in a 12 month period in a 12 month period. Now the problem is, is that most of us aren't willing to just go to work every single day with the thought process of I'm going to set at least 10 appointments this month and I'm going to hold seven and I'm going to have five of them hire me every single month for 12 months in a row. So that way we can actually experience the two and a half. Cause then what happens if you actually did that every freaking month for 12 months in a row, you'd be like Steph Piper and Stephanie Piper just has, what feels like to the people on the outside deals falling from the sky. But the reason she has that is because she's just done that. She did that for years and years. And now sometimes it is like she has deals falling from the sky mm -hmm. because she's done that for so long. And some of you experienced that her, too. Her latest listing that just went live uh, last week. Uh, it was an agent referral from an agent in Colorado in 2015 or 16. What when, year is it? When? 2015 or 16. We're recording this March of 2019. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, so, it's so easy. Steph has it so easy. Yeah. But my point is this, right? I actually do think most of us out there want to close two or three houses a month. The question then becomes, are we willing to go out and try to set those 10 appointments? And if you want to prove us wrong that it doesn't have to be 10 appointments, then that's where you get to start setting appointments, filling out your own appointment tracker, and we can actually get some new metrics on you, right? That's the whole point of the pipeline report or the appointment tracker is when you start recording those appointments, you start jotting them down. We get to then look up after three months, six months, 12 months, and look at how many deals you're closing. And then we get to go back in time and look at all the appointments you set. And there's a nice ratio there that gets created. This isn't like extreme math. Like my two year old might be able to do this math, right? Maybe not, but a five or six year old might be able to do this math. How many closings did you get? How many appointments did you have to have? What's the ratio there? Like this is not extreme. This is not like long division, extreme, crazy multiplication. You don't have to know what pi stands for. Is you this just, common core math? No, it's this? not common core math. This is just, you have to be willing to track your appointments and then we can look up later and see how many houses you closed and we'll find a correlation between the appointments you're setting and the number of closings you're having. Now, here's the deal. You here there some of you are going, "Yeah, well, I've held 10 and then I, I didn't get 5 to hire me and I didn't get two and a half or three closings either." Mm -hmm. Well, it's probably cuz you suck at scripts. I'm yep. just going to be honest. Like you might practice scripts a couple times a week, you know, or, you know, a couple weeks a month or whatever, but you actually suck at it because you don't take feedback and you don't get better at it. Because here's what I would do. Like, if you think about this, you think of the old Abraham Lincoln uh, saying, which is something effective. If he had six hours to chop down a tree, he would spend the first five sharpening his saw, mm -hmm. right? None of you are, some of you listening to this are, are not spending any time sharpening your saw, much less five of every six hours. So you're not even preparing for what you have. Okay, so maybe if I spent, okay, if 10 actually got me what I want, you know, I get two and a half, three deals a month is actually more than enough to meet my goals. Guys, to hold 10 appointments a month, eh, we're talking about three hours a week, okay? And now maybe you need to spend another hour a day to set those. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we're up to like nine, 10 hours a week of work. 
But that, what the hell is going on the other 30 hours well, or 40 hours? Yeah. And okay, the, maybe you're spending some of that time driving around, but you're not spending enough time working on your skill set. That yeah. I can promise you. Yeah, or we're just not preparing for our appointments in some situations, yeah. right? Like we're, we're setting the appointment. We're winging it. Yeah, but we're kind of winging it, right? And I, how do I know that? I've winged it. Been terrible at it. I've tried it. Doesn't work. Don't get me wrong. There's certain things that I wing and there's certain things I go, I can't wing this because I'm not good enough at it yet, right? Correct. So some of it is... Well, I'm saying I, I used to do it and guess what my results were when I was winging my listing appointments. Not nearly not, as good. Not very good. Right. It, like the minute you started going through the qualify the listing appointment and asking those tougher questions... Pulling up the Cromford statistics. You know, if I'm in Phoenix and looking at the particular... Understanding number, the data. Like uh -huh. understanding what is happening in your market and truly being an expert in your market. Like that, to me, like that, that's preparing too. That's just as good as, to me, that's also part of that five hours of sharpening the saw yep. or, or whatever that number was that, or acts that Abraham Lincoln talked about. So um, yeah, like you've got to spend time sharpening the axe. Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't matter. And here's the thing, you don't have to feel bad after watching this video, like, oh, Kevin and Fred are beating up on me. Maybe you're just in the process, you need to give yourself some grace, but maybe you also need to just show up a little bit more. Maybe you're doing really good for the 15 to 20 hours a week you're putting into real estate, and I'm not talking about the 10 where you're kind of in it, you're not, but I mean, you're at the office or whatever, you're saying you're working, but you're not. Like, we all have that time, right? But like, it's okay, Like, but then you need to go, well, look what I'm doing in 15 or 20 hours of focus time a week. Imagine if I doubled that. Like, what would my business look like then, right? Imagine if I ignored all the distractions and I just really went in on setting more appointments. Like, you want to fix your business, set more appointments. How do you do that? You talk to more people. You get better at your scripts, right? But you make it a goal that your focus is on the appointment. If your focus is on, on anything but the appointment, I think you'll find yourself getting anything but the appointment. That's my problem with the contact game. When you play the contact game, I like it. In fact, I'm, I'm, I've recently thing. said good things about Joe and our team who's doing 20 contacts and I love it, right? But he's also, he's connected contacts to appointments. Many people that do contacts, they're doing contacts just to prove that I did my contacts and I still don't have my appointments. What's wrong? Okay. Your contacts have to lead to appointments. Have to. Have to. You have to bring enough value to the contact that an appointment is being set, right? But if you're just focused on appointments, you might actually be willing to go out and knock on that FISBO door. <gasps> oh my gosh, the FISBO door? Yeah, the guy that has the yard in his sign that says, I need to sell my house and I don't have a real estate agent. You might be willing to go knock on that guy's door if you needed 10 appointments every single month. And you just might be surprised if you knocked on enough of those FISBO guy doors that, yeah, they're not all going to hire you. No, you're never going to get 100%. You don't, Steph Curry doesn't shoot 100% from the free throw line, yet he's like almost leading the entire league like history-wide in, in free throw percentage made, right? But you might get pretty good at it over time. Even if you suck, you might like get 40% of might them. Might suck less one day. Right? But my point is if you're focused on the appointment, you'll start doing some different things than just sitting behind the computer and blasting off the same generic text message, not looking at the homes that somebody's looking for online, not trying to understand their deeper needs. Those text messages all have their time and place, but if you're really focused on the appointment, you'll put a little more oomph behind what you're doing instead of just saying, well, somebody said this is a good one, I'm just gonna send it off. It's, it's like um, John Chaplack, who's been a coach and a friend and, and, and speaker that we've listened to quite a bit, he said, like, listen, and now he's used, he usually uses this example in the terms of email marketing, mm -hmm. but I think we can use it in the terms of text or email or potentially even our phone calls, right? Mm -hmm. He said, listen, if you were gonna, if you were gonna have to go, you're gonna be in Dallas Cowboys Stadium in two weeks from today, and you're gonna give a speech to, it's like 100,000 people that that stadium holds, mm -hmm. right? You, you, would you wing it? Or like, would you think about the words you're gonna say that day? 
Now, most of us are going to think about the words that we said. We're going to be like, oh my gosh. But what we don't do is we don't ever, we don't ever take that kind of thought into our email, into our text messages, into our phone calls. Like we don't put that much effort and thought into yeah. it. We just well, wing it. You said something the other day, uh, something that came, came out of the email marketing world as well, which is you can't remind somebody into a sale. Yeah. And I think a lot of times what we're doing with our prospects, our, our boomtown leads, our sync leads, our Z buyer leads, the people we met at an open house, we're trying to remind them into the fact they should use us as their real estate agent. Right, rather than asking the question, what value could I, could I bring, bring to this person that might actually help them realize they could buy sooner than they think they can in their head? Yeah, and let me let me qualify that real quick. Yeah. Some of you have heard us say the exact opposite before, like just send the same text if you have to. But don't. But here's the deal: most of you, please don't take offense to this. Most of you can't handle the rejection of just brute strengthening your way through that, right? Mm -hmm. of just, so you're better off actually thinking about what you say, having some sort of context and thinking of like, where are they at? What's the value I could bring to this person into the conversation? Because like the only way that works is if you're, you're committed to doing it every single day, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yep. of times, right? And even then, it's, that's still not efficient, but at least it's something. So if we would just put our thought process into it and around what are the words I can say, what are the words I can type so that there is value conveyed to the person on yeah. the other end of this conversation. But that, and that's not a 10 minute process. Can we just say that too? Because there's the other fallacy that some people fall into is you are having some good conversations, but you're not having enough of them. You're taking 30 minutes to prepare for the text no, message. No, it should take a minute yeah. because here's the deal. If we've actually used all the tools at our, at our disposal, which in, in some case could be a piece of paper with our lead and our notes on it and thought about where did this lead come from? Mm -hmm. What was my last conversation, if ever, with them? Are they buying? Are they selling? What part of town? Like some of you, I look at your notes inside of your CRM system and you're sending text messages and emails about buying a home and the person's a lead who has oh, a home to sell. I saw that last week. I can't tell you, I literally cannot count on all my fingers and toes and I don't have enough memory because I'm getting up there in age to remember all the times I've seen that just in the last year. Okay, so I know for a fact, number one, it doesn't take 10 minutes, and number two, you're not putting any freaking thought into it, you're just pressing a button. Yeah, yeah. So here's my challenge as we kind of wrap this up for you. I want to get you focused on appointments. I know most of you want to sell two to three houses a month. There's going to be a path to do it. I don't know what your metrics are today. I can tell you set 10 appointments, seven will show up, five will sign, two and a half to three will close, but those are other people's numbers. Those aren't yours. Those are people that are, that, that those were Kevin and Mai's numbers and a couple other agents. They're, they're not your numbers. We need to start tracking your numbers. You need to start tracking your numbers. So if you're at group 4610, let's use our appointment tracker. If you're not, let's grab a stinking Google spreadsheet and let's start tracking how many people we are hold, setting an appointment with. Let's then track how many we're holding an yeah. appointment with, how many are hiring us as their client. And then of course, if all of us are focused on how much money we're making and how many deals we're closing. You're already tracking that. But let's get refocused on appointments. Let's refocus on appointments this year and go after appointments and let's change our behavior. Perhaps what we've been doing right now is just following something we thought we heard was the way to go, but oh man, we weren't connecting to the fact that everything we're doing is about an appointment.
So let's get refocused on appointments. Let's remember that we can't remind everybody into a sale and let's stop doing some of the same old shit that we've been doing that's not producing results that we all want to get, right? Let's go out and get more appointments. However that looks, let's go do more of that. And maybe you need to go ride the coattails and go shadow some of the people that are already holding a lot of appointments and figure out what they're doing. Maybe we need to up our script game, as you mentioned. Maybe we need to practice our buyer consult. One of the things we've always said is if you don't have an appointment every single day, Hold maybe on. you should be holding one with another agent in the office so you're getting better at it. So when you do set that appointment, you're more likely to find that client that's gonna hire you, right? But I think the big story and lesson here we want you to walk away with is it's time to track those appointments and do have meaning behind it. If you're on group 4610, you're not tracking them because Kevin and I make you do it in the app. You're tracking them because you truly want a repeatable business. You know that every single month you have bills that show up and you would also like to create a situation, a scenario in your life where every single month income shows up. Yep, if your bills are gonna show up every month, you might as well have income show up every month, just for the hell of it. Starts with appointments, ends with appointments. Let's focus on those. It's still early in 2019. I really encourage you to go back in your calendar and look at all the appointments you've had. Some of them have been by phone. You've talked to somebody for 15 or 20 minutes and you've actually like presented to them over the phone. Many of them have been in person. Many of them are not on a spreadsheet or not in the Group 4610 appointment tracker. So let's start there so you can start your slate clean and then let's get refocused this month on just going after more appointments. That's it. Have a great one. Hey, that's it for today. Thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. If you found this valuable, do us a favor. Please review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share this with your friends. And for more great content, check out kevinandfred.com. That's kevinandfred.com. We'll see you soon.